Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Jim and Mike Talk Music. Hey, and I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. And we got a great show for you here. I was just thinking about, uh, Jim, how we've been doing this for a while. Uh, we're providing our listeners with music news, new music, concert reviews, musician interviews, mm -hmm. and even interviews of people who interview musicians. Yes. Isn't that right? So we've, uh, we've got it all there. Uh, we've, you've noticed, uh, listeners, when you look on the sites, you've got things that say episodes, that say interviews. We have got a total of 15 interviews, uh, mm -hmm. good quality stuff. Real people, you know? Oh, yeah. Jim? Uh, a total of 32 shows. Wow. This is our 32nd. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's just great. It's great to get a little bit of feedback from you, the listeners, as well. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so we're on the show number 19. Now, we're calling this the summer series because uh, basically because we don't have one main subject. We're mm -hmm. doing some music news, um, also things that we're listening to. So a lot of variety in this show. Yeah. 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 So uh, what Jim's saying is as well is like a lot of times we were focusing and we will again focus on a certain topic and hit it hard or have an interview. But this is a real mix of, of music news and such. Jim, before we get started, there's just there's one question I was thinking of and I'm hoping we're going to answer it at the end. OK. Does anyone know who Irene Cara is? That's the question. Yeah. 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 So we're going to we're going to work on that and that's not going to be till the end. Also, also as I look around me, Jim has produced a new pardon the pun, produced <laughs> our producer, a new studio. He's moved the studio and uh within the same building, but we've got a window and you know maybe maybe Jim you could get a, a photo of this, you know, a good perspective yeah. on the website or something sometime. But yeah, I mean yeah, we were uh, we were in the basement. So yeah, now we're no windows. No now windows. we're on the uh, third floor. Yeah, and a uh, little bit more relaxed, uh, you know, environment. Speaking of yeah. relaxed, hey, what are you drinking over there, Mike? Well, this is something that's relatively new, uh, along with my water. Gotta have gotta have cold water. Let me open mine. Here, here we go. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is Berry Inferno. What do you know about this stuff, Jim? Yeah, I saw this at the um, beer store. It's, mm -hmm. if but I it's not a beer. It is not no, beer. No. We are not drinking beer. We wouldn't do that here. And I'm normally not a... I've heard of hard seltzer. I'm, I really like seltzer itself. Uh, I thought I'd try the hard seltzer. And if anyone knows of the uh, TV show Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay, he put out some hard seltzer. Mm -hmm. And there's four different kinds uh, the one I'm drinking is a Knicker Twist, and it's, um, let's see what that is. Whoa, I almost spilled it. Passion fruit, pineapple, and orange. All right. And what do you got? I'm there? drinking Berry Inferno. I don't know why they mix Inferno with Berry, but I guess I just got to get hell in there somewhere. What's the other two flavors that they have? I know one's called Mean Green. Oh, and that's and Forked. Then, that's Forked. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the, there's another one that's a Key Lime. And no, I just said, that's Forked. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what it's called put a fork in it it's yeah. like a key lime pie yeah and it actually tastes like you're drinking a key lime pie wow the first one i tried i, w I was a little taken back but then i uh i, I like it i like mm -hmm. that one so that's what we're drinking here so check you know your local uh beer store mm -hmm. hell's seltzer it's called yeah another thing that we do just a little bit of review here we always have to get either 
the word Beatles. You know, we have not Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. We got to get the word. We have to talk about the Beatles every single time. We do. Yeah. And if you, if listeners, if you find that we don't, uh, please let us know. So uh, this time we've got something special coming up, an uh, announcement. Uh, we do? Yeah, yeah. Not about the Beatles. But, but Liverpool. Yeah, from Liverpool. Yeah, we're going to yeah. start out with some music news. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we have someone who uh, called in and he's got an event. Uh, going on, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we'll play his uh, call. So I want to start out with, I don't know if anyone knows, but there's this huge rock and roll auction going on, and it's by Julian's Auctions. Mm-hmm. Now this will take place, by the time you hear this uh, podcast, the auction will be over. Okay. But I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about it anyway. Well, you, you will have saved them like six seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, these yeah. are some high-end items, mm-hmm. so uh, you know it's not your average collector that would be able to even purchase these. And this is from June eleventh to the thirteenth, so it actually starts tomorrow. First of all, there's a guitar that was played by Eddie Van Halen. Uh, his brother Alex's drum kit, memorabilia from Kurt Cobain, The Beatles, Bob Dylan. You know, anybody and everybody. Yeah, I would love to get a hold of that drum set. That would be awesome. Van Halen's drum set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The drum set is from the 1980 Van Halen Invasion Tour, World Tour. Mm. Uh, Spent five years on display at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Oh, cool. And Alex Van Halen said in a statement, It's the only one like it in the world, and I'm happy that 100% of the selling price will be going to charity via the... Frangioni Foundation and Mr. Holland's Opus. Mm-hmm. I found some odd items, though. I, I actually went on the website. If you look up Julian's auctions, so I found some uh, odd items uh, in the auction, and mm-hmm. it already sounded odd. I mean, the, the yeah. drum set and the guitar, but Elvis's Derringer lighter. So it's in the shape of a gun. Wow! And there's a series of sheriff's badges that he's collected. Now, the Derringer lighter, I think people could go in there early mm-hmm. uh, to bid. So it's at $1,750 right now, and it's expected to get $2,000. So you know it's going to go over that. I mean, oh. the auction hasn't even started Yeah, much, officially. I, I can imagine much more than $2,000, yeah. This is another odd one. Little Richard, mm-hmm. it's a hand embosser. You know, that like a notary would use. Okay. That's just an odd item. Yeah, I was just picturing Michael Jackson's white glove, you know, to emboss your hand. No, but it's an embosser that you use. It's a handheld embosser. Yeah, was he a notary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking at it wrong from the start. And there's a ton of costumes, Little Richard. The one thing that I I like is uh, Mick Jagger. He has a chainmail jacket. You know, it's like silver. Very cool. And I I like to, you know, wear that out and about grocery shopping. That would be kind of cool. Or if it gets older, just if it gets older, just wear it to bed. Yeah. And that one's at thirty five hundred dollars and it's supposed to get at six thousand. Yeah, that's that's all low. When you talk about a couple thousand, yeah, that's Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of Beatles items. Uh there's film cells from the Yellow Submarine, the you know, the movie cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh there's original posters, there's notes and letters, uh George Harrison, John Lennon. Wow. You know, handwritten notes. Mm-hmm. And some Paul McCartney uh items, like a guitar that he played. Mm-hmm. What what would what would Paul McCartney sound like if he if he said if he said put away that guitar I just want to play piano like 
If he would say those words, I mean, what would he sound like? Put away that guitar. I just want to play the piano. Yeah, yeah. Something like good. that. Yeah. I don't know. My Paul McCartney's getting <laughs> worse. I don't know why. We got Bob Dylan stuff and, you know, a whole array. And one last thing is Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. is a rare self-portrait caricature. And it's sort of like a stick figure with a guitar that he drew. Yeah, yeah. And I went on there. It doesn't say this in this article, which actually I got from Spin Magazine, I should mention. Mm-hmm. But it's handwritten next to it. I don't know how to play, and I don't give a hoot. That's what it says. So, <laughs> so a little yeah. rated G version there uh, added to the stick figure. Hoot. So what? So what do you got, Mike? Yeah. So um, just you know, thinking about the podcast, and uh, I'm looking at a uh, insert to the local newspaper here, and it's got it's got a lot of good stuff because it's got uh, a lot of music stuff in it. And there's something on the cover story, and it's the best music podcast for your summer road trips. Okay. You know, or if you're not going on a road trip like, like me. Notable, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at a couple of the podcasts and describe them, but uh, we've got Questlove, Liz Fair, Bruce Springsteen, Dave Chappelle, all talking about their tunes and such. So first one, I uh, just want to look at uh, four different ones. Questlove, he's a drummer, author, movie director now of a movie called Summer of Soul comes out July 2nd. Was he in The Roots? Yes, Roots. And he's yeah. he's in the, um, is it Jimmy Fallon, his band? Right, right. That is Questlove, yes. Yeah, and Jimmy yeah. Fallon, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, the hair, It. I thought it was, yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. I wish I had that much hair. So what Questlove <laughs> says, he says, uh, I am, quote, the black nerd version of NPR, you know? So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's good. It's good, intelligent, intelligent music. Uh, news and things like that. He's got uh, different ones, some interviews, and he's got a two-parter, uh, two sections in one in podcast uh, with the Prince guitarist Jesse Johnson. Okay, I thought that would be good, and then also an interview with a political commentator Angela Rye. So yeah, just the 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 uh, the black nerd version of NPR there with mm-hmm. Questlove. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Next one is called Midnight Miracle. This is Dave Chappelle, and he's joined by a couple other people. It's a conversational type podcast not so you know not so structured and yeah. and and things like that i thought it was strange that it was recorded last summer during his summer camp run outdoor shows in ohio so it's a podcast you can listen to it but it is from i guess last summer during uh during outdoor shows in ohio but is it is it his stand-up or is it he recorded a podcast like backstage or something i'm not sure about that do you know Dave Chappelle? Yes, right? yes, yes. I'm just trying to picture. I think it says here that it's recorded. Yeah, it's recorded last summer. Okay, yeah. I was trying to figure out whether it was ongoing and current and stuff. This is recorded around the time of the death of Malik B, a rapper from uh, from Philly. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, Dave Chappelle doing something here. Next one is called Digging Deep with Robert Plant. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that one. Okay, very cool. Yes. I, I I don't. I, I it's need... very short. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The Led Zeppelin Golden God teams up with journalist Matt Everett. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it says here. Uh, traces the roots and branches of one song per episode. Yeah. 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 The episodes can be like maybe they're five minutes, ten minutes. And he was doing them uh, either he started it last year or the year before, and then he, it it stopped. And I thought he was done. I was disappointed, and then now it started up. Start it up again. Yeah, yeah. It says it's in their fourth season, so okay. they're going to be going into yeah. the fourth season, so three behind them. And uh, I think that sounds interesting because it's really short. It's really focused. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just get in there and get in and out, listening to one, the, the roots, the beginnings, the meaning of one song. Yeah, and I think they're all his, it's either Led Zeppelin or maybe his solo okay. songs. So it could be anything that Plant produced. I'm not sure if he talks about other people's songs, but I, I'm pretty sure it's all his. Yeah, yeah, very good. The next one is Jill Scott Presents Jay Ill, the podcast. Mm-hmm. That would be Jill with a period between the J and the I. <laughs> so Jay Ill, the podcast, says here this Philadelphia star launched this podcast last November. It's not music-centered. It's topical. Uh, for instance, one topic was therapy versus self-care versus praying the pain away. Mm-hmm. And so it does bring music into health and wellness and self-care and all that. Uh, last week's episode considered whether Hollywood has veered too far into the, quote, trauma porn <laughs> with black historical films like Antebellum and such. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, has Hollywood gone gone too far? I don't know too much about her, but I do know the name. Yeah. yeah. Jill Scott. Who who was that artist that I just got turned on to? Uh, is she Philly? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know too much about yeah, her. Yeah, I might I have... I'm sure what she looks like. Yeah, okay. Uh, great voice. I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if that's Jill Scott. And I can't remember that. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. We'll get back to Jill Scott. It might be Scott Jill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting because <laughs> uh, it is the Philadelphia Star. Yeah, someone turned me on to her not too long ago at, okay. uh, at work. Yeah, great, great sound, great voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't put that. I didn't put two and two together there. Yeah, JL, <laughs> give her a listen. She's uh, she's got a lot going on there. So I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's a Kiss documentary coming out, and you know how I love Kiss. Yes. Loved Kiss since I was, I think, 13, 12. Mm-hmm. So this is a two-episode, four-hour film, and it will feature interviews with Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Dave Grohl, and more. Now, what's interesting about this is it doesn't mention Ace Frehley or Peter Chris, which is sad. It's a documentary on their, their career, and I know they had a falling out. I think Ace Frehley, uh, he pretty much patched things up with Paul Stanley, because he's on, Paul Stanley's on, I think, his last album. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, of course, the end of the world tour. You know, people are wondering if Ace or Peter will show up to some of these shows because mm-hmm. supposedly it's going to be their last shows ever. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, I always remember, and maybe we talked about this before, but The Who back in the 80s uh, had their final farewell tour. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're still performing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, Pete Townsend and. Right. Roger Daltrey. Uh, I remember Fish. Fish did that. They were the jam band Fish, and they were having their farewell tour. Concert tickets prices spiked up to six hundred to be like a thousand now. Yeah, each and sold. Uh, you know, like that. And then um, no, they played again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, making money, man. So um, this documentary, it's June twenty seventh, June twenty eighth, mm-hmm. and it's uh, on A and E, and it's their long running documentary series biography. It's directed by DJ Viola, and uh, it will chronicle Kiss's 50-year history. 50 wow. years. It's also going to have uh, interviews with Tommy Thayer, uh, current member, and Eric Singer. Mm-hmm. They took over for Ace and Peter. And Kiss will perform at the Tribeca Film Festival following the screening of part one of their new documentary, which is that what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the screening and performance will take place June 11th. And it says at an undisclosed location. Ooh, hiding out. 
So it's going to be Tribeca is in New York, so mm-hmm. it's going to be somewhere in New York. And then also, I'm actually more excited about this, is that KISS and Netflix are close to finalizing a deal for a KISS biopic, mm-hmm. which uh, a biopic is sort of like a, a mini movie, you know, where they get actors to, you know, reenact. Uh, there was one on Motley Crue. Um, it's like you're watching, um, like you're watching through the lens of, of what went on. Yeah, like through the eyes of the people that were there. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to be called "Shout It Out Loud," appropriately yeah. uh-huh. named after one of their songs. It's interesting too. You know, you talk about fifty years. Fifty years. Uh, I'm going to mention someone later that's been doing it for forty years. That means they're like hitting their seventies. You know, because a yeah. lot of people when they start performing, start getting out. You know, they're twenty. So you know, they're getting into their seventies now. Yeah, I think yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. I know Gene Simmons is. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Uh, what warrants a biopic for a band? Is it how many albums you sell or um, how popular you are? Right. Now, I, this is what I can't figure out is Elvis has never had, like, he's had, like, I think TV movies, but not, I don't think they're really biopics mm-hmm. on, like, his beginnings, like, from beginning, like they did with Queen, yeah, Elton yeah. John. Mm-hmm. Now, Elvis has sold, supposedly, a billion albums. Billion. Yeah. yeah. The Beatles, 600 million. There's no Beatles movie. Mm-hmm. Like, when we talked to Ivor Davis, yeah. he had, like, 300 books yeah. on the Beatles, so maybe everybody knows everything about the Beatles. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe there's uh, no more unexplored territory. Yeah. yeah. Queen sold 300 million, and they got a movie. Elton John sold 200 million. Kiss, 100 million. And Motley Crue, a hundred million, and they yeah. both got biopics. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering how many of our listeners follow Motley Crue. Yeah, I don't know. You know, watching them. If you if you are a Motley Crue fan, I think you need to contact us and say, "Hey, I'm I'm the one listener that likes Motley Crue. I'm I'm going to." Well, you know, know, there there's actually a couple songs, you know, I like, <laughs> and they're they're actually going on tour with Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. Poison, who I I do not like Poison. I don't know. <laughs> Every Rose Has a Thorn is, I think it's the worst song ever written, uh, next to some Bon Jovi. <clears throat> oh, I mentioned Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got to put money in the jar, in the Bon Jovi jar. <laughs> oh, the swear jar, the curse jar. So we, we had our friend Charles Rosenay uh, call in, mm-hmm. and... He has a Beatles festival uh, that he's uh, promoting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with Liverpool Productions. He's done a lot of Beatles conventions, uh, but you'll hear it from Charles. So we're going to play Charles's call right now. Hi, guys. This is Charles Rosene from Liverpool Productions calling you from Connecticut. Uh, as some of you guys know, we've been uh, producing Beatles festivals and conventions for a long time, back back to the 70s. And I also produced the um, Magical History Tour to Liverpool and London, which brings uh, fans over from America to um to the Beatles land. We've been doing that since 1983. For many years, I published Good Day Sunshine. And so hopefully a few of your listeners have heard the name Charles Rosenay before. But I'm really excited to share that we'll be, uh, be putting on the Fab Four Music Festival on July 10th, Saturday, July 10th in Connecticut with 10 bands, food trucks, 
uh, a slew of vendors, memorabilia, record, all that good stuff. And a uh, special guest, Brute Force, Apple recording artist, Brute Force, the king of fa. And um, it's going to be a great day, a great time, all outdoors. So it's safe and friendly. And, you know, all the bands are great. Uh, the Hoffners, the Black Ties, Britain's Best New Jersey, Mersey Beat Connecticut. Uh, really a, a great lineup of Beatle bands that also will do solo stuff and uh, maybe even a few 60s and monkeys things thrown in. But um, if anyone wants information on the Fab Four Music Festival that's being organized and hosted by yours truly, Charles Rosenay, uh, please call me. I'll give you the number, actually. It's 203-795-4737. I'll give you all the ways to, to find out about it. Uh, if you go Fab 4, the number 4 Music Festival on Facebook, there's a page on it and a Venn page on it as well. And www.fab4musicfestival.com is the website. It lists all the bands and all the great stuff. It's a full day, 10 bands, uh, one beautiful day in uh, Connecticut. Encourage anyone from anywhere on the Northeast, uh, East Coast to come visit and have a great time with us. Music starts at noon, goes till 8 o'clock. There's even an after party. So um, thank you for allowing me to share that with your listeners and with your show. And I look forward to coming on and uh, chatting with you guys before too long. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. So thank you, Charles. Very Definitely, good. we'll have to talk to you because uh, he. I, I'm pretty sure he knows anything and everything about the Beatles. Sounds like Ivor yeah. Davis. Yeah. If you're into the Beatles, make sure you catch episode where we interview Ivor Davis. Yes. So I have I have a last I have the last music news story here, mm -hmm. and, and it's it's a weird one, and maybe you've heard Sinead O'Connor. She has a she has a book that just came out. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, I like Sinead. We both we both love Sinead we, yeah. dearly. We we care for her. So I just uh, ordered the book. I think it'll be cool. here in a couple of days. And Mike, you can borrow. Yeah, it. I'd love to. Book. Yeah. Uh, it's called Rememberings, and this is taken from the book. Uh, what I'm going to read or some of it. So Sinead O'Connor, she was already a world famous singer with a number one record. But that didn't stop a man she barely knew from threatening to beat the crap out of her in broad daylight, chasing her around his car early one morning on an L.A. freeway. Wow. Now, who do you think this man could be? Um, uh, Pete Davidson? No. Oh, that no. Wrong, wrong coast, right? I don't he, think he yeah. was uh, no, he was. By, yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, this is a while ago? Yeah. Oh, oh I, I rememberings. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought this yeah. was recently. <laughs> no, no, not recently. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is. A, oh, yeah. yeah. When she was famous. Yeah. Okay. Probably the probably a Catholic person. So the no, it's no, no. Okay. So the pair had only met once, uh, okay. and for a few moments. Mm -hmm. So when Prince called her out <laughs> of the blue, asking if he could send a car so they could hang out, she said yes. Mm -hmm. So. So a long black limousine arrived at about 9 p.m. And mm -hmm. after a lengthy drive with a driver who did not speak, I don't know, it was a mute. <laughs> I guess. They came to a large dimly lit house. Ooh. She rang the bell for several minutes, but there was no answer. She had no idea where she was and the driver had left. 
There's a couple inconsistencies with the story yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says the driver had left, but later on in the story, you find out that the driver is there hmm. and he's sleeping. I don't know. That's Maybe. what drivers do. They take yeah. a nap because yeah. they have nothing to do for six hours straight. So finally, the door yeah. creaked open <laughs> and a man wordlessly motioned her to enter. <laughs> so she entered through two enormous reception rooms with aluminum foil covering the massive windows. This now, gets scary. Who has aluminum foil over your windows? But go ahead. And she asked the man, what's with that? Right? What's up with that? And he responded, he don't like light. Oh. Meaning Prince. Yeah, yeah. So she was left alone in the kitchen with a small breakfast bar. And after several minutes, she started peeking in the cabinets when she sensed another presence. You wonder what it sounded yeah, like yeah, when yeah. Prince would enter a room. I think he was kind of stealthy. You know, he was kind of mysterious. Like, he'd just be... You'd turn around and be, like, right behind you. You know? Yeah, like, you wouldn't I, see I him. So. Like, he, he, right. he wasn't there, and mm-hmm. then he was there. Right. You know? And if you, were, if you were more than six foot three, you'd see actually over him. Yeah. Yeah. So soon there's a... Sw- <laughs> There's a swoosh sound and a sweet smell from somewhere behind me, she says. Mm -hmm. I turn around and Prince is in the doorway. Wow. It's a phenomenon. Now she calls him. Now, I think this is what made him mad. She calls him old fluffy cuffs. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to Prince? Well, she just says old fluffy cuffs. She doesn't say she called him that. And then she says he seems like he's wearing literally all the makeup ever applied to the face of Boy George. Yeah. It's a lot. It's thick. Yeah. So the purple one <laughs> asked, <laughs> asked if she wanted a drink. Mm-hmm. And she asked for anything non-alcoholic. Right. So he turns his back to reach up in the cupboard for a glass. Then quick as a flash. It's like superheroes. On yeah, yeah. He spins around. And slams the glass down so hard in front of me that I didn't know how his hand doesn't go through it. And he says, get it yourself. Get it yourself. (laughs) Get it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to take it in. So, yeah, don't drink alcohol in my house or get out. I mean, or I don't know. And after I read this story, you can decide for yourself if you think this is actually a little embellished or. Yeah. But it's also a little sad because it says she felt trapped now because Prince's behavior triggered that of abusers from her past. Right, right. So she was there alone with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's nighttime, right? And the other guy. That's not the driver. Not talk. No, the guy that answered the door. Oh, that wasn't oh, Prince. Oh, I thought. But no. we're gonna find out who he is in a minute. Oh, okay. So she she starts checking for exits, mm-hmm. you know, without taking her eyes off him, and she realizes she doesn't know where she is. I don't know how to find the front door. I, I guess it was a huge house. Yeah. I don't know how to find a cab. So Prince paces the breakfast bar. He's not speaking for a while. And he finally screams at her. I, I don't like the language you're using in print interviews. Okay, that was almost like Bob Dylan. (laughs) Bob Dylan was there, too. Okay, I can't do prints, obviously. You're killing me. Okay. And she says to him, you mean English? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry about that. That's a a good one. I'm sorry about that. The Irish was beaten out of us, right? Ooh, ooh, she's... Yeah. Hmm. 
So Prince responded, he met that her swearing, and O'Connor told him she didn't work for him, and that if he didn't like it, he could go fuck himself. Oh. Oh, quotes. So this podcast will be explicit. Yeah, the quotes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could have said, you could have said the British fuck. Yeah. You could have said, go fuck yourself. Fuck himself. <laughs> okay. She probably said it the Americanized way. Yeah. So this this really pisses him off. Yeah, um, yeah. And probably if she called him fluffy cuffs, <laughs> I don't know, that would piss him off. Old, out. old, old yeah. fluffy cuffs. Oh, well, look, it's old fluffy cuffs. Yeah. So then the guy come, uh, other guy comes in, and he's, uh, he has a tray of <laughs> two bowls of soup, I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I didn't, never pictured Prince sitting there eating soup. For yeah, some yeah, reason. I love soup. But, yeah. Yeah. So he ordered this man to serve O'Connor the soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she wasn't hungry. And it was in a demeaning and humiliating manner. Mm-hmm. But Sinead finds out that this is Prince's brother, Dwayne. And oh. this is his servant now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. It gets even weirder because <laughs> Prince is my servant. Prince leaves the room and then he comes back with two pillows asking if she wanted to have a pillow fight, right? So she agreed, hoping it would change the, uh, the tone, right, of what, her visit. But as soon as he hit her with the pillow, she realized that he's got something in the pillow stuffed down the end designed to hurt. Ooh. And he's not playing at all. Like a steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm going to playfully play a pillow fight with you, and I'm going to put some rocks or lead in the end. And he had a weird sense it's of just, humor. Yeah, so it's not it's really just a funny. strange man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he went back upstairs, and she ran for the front door. And this is what I don't understand. She said the limo was there, but the limo driver was sleeping, and she didn't want to wake him. I think at this point, mm-hmm. pound on that window, get in that car. Yeah, if wait, you want to get yeah, out of it. It's his right? job. He's getting paid right now. Yeah. You know? Wow. Prince uh, wants her to come back in the house, and she's tried to reason with him about feel, expressing how unsafe she's feeling. And uh, Prince just stares at her for a long time. I, wow. <laughs> just... <laughs> I can't get over the story. Uh, I wonder if drugs are involved in this story yeah. at all. Just, I'm just wondering, you know, pillow fight. So then she, she eventually goes out the door and, and she's, I guess, screaming or something and wakes up the limo driver. So Prince instructs the driver to leave. He, he tells the driver to leave, but without her, right? So Prince, um, he tells her to stay there until he gets his car keys. Like, she's going to get in the car with Prince, right? Yeah. So, she makes a break for it. She escapes into the darkening woods surrounding his house. Wow. That's, that's, that's freaky. And Prince is screaming, where the F have you gone? Yeah. Right? So, about a half an hour, I guess she was still in the woods, she saw him drive away. And yeah. she began walking. So, she walks out to the, uh, the road, the highway, mm-hmm. right? And she's hoping that she's going to hitchhike. She's hoping someone picks her up. Mm-hmm. Well, who pulls up but Prince? He drives alongside me, rolls down the passenger window, and orders me to get in. I tell him he can suck my... Oh, right? Yeah. He screeches the car to a halt, and he gets out of the car, and he starts chasing her around. Wow, that's bizarre. 
I just can't imagine driving by this. I mean, I know it was yeah. probably really late at night, so there wasn't many cars. <laughs> but you, but like, the shock, is that the shock when you say like, "Wow, yeah. that that man looks like Prince chasing that that woman." So she ends up running to a, getting to a house and ringing the bell. Mm. It doesn't say what happened after, but obviously uh, she got a ride home. Mm-hmm. Now her manager wanted to go there and and actually kill Prince. Yeah, yeah. like. That's kind of how that ended. Or hurt him greatly. Yeah, yeah. So that wow, that is and some that wild story stuff. just came out maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, I didn't hear about the book. So, uh, are you done with the story? Yeah. yeah. So the book's title, it's Rememberings. Rememberings yeah. by Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. And it's out just recently. I definitely want to get it. And it's a pretty affordable price. It's on Amazon for like twenty bucks hardcover. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how long the book is. Yeah. But I'm interested in it reading it yeah and we've been following Sinead O'Connor and all that she's dealt with over the years yeah yeah it's quite a bit I do have one more thing Jim but you know we don't like to get political on this show and we we stay away from that yeah uh even more than uh talking about religion or something but politics it's just a no-no but at the same time there's some music news from CNN there was a gathering of people in okay. North Carolina recently. Mm-hmm. And our former president, who shall remain unnamed, was there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be Lincoln, could be Hayes, but <laughs> it's it's our former president <laughs> who's still alive. He is still alive. CNN, uh, I watched the video and uh, watched, it, watched it twice, actually. They had, they had found a way to get a list of all of the soundtrack. This is the soundtrack to this it's a convention of sorts in North Carolina. So this is the music that plays when you're walking yeah. in. It plays when you're on break. It plays all the time when people aren't okay. speaking. Yeah. So I have a list here before me. So I'm going okay. to read. Yeah. And it goes in this order. Mm-hmm. So first is uh, Bye 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 by NSYNC. Okay. Okay. The news, it was very interesting. Look at watching CNN. There's this man and woman on CNN and watching their responses. Just, just really interesting to uh, the choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was Memory, and this is sung uh, by the Glamour Cat. Uh, from it's, it's, it's from the Broadway Cats? show Cats. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So this is Memory, okay. um, and it's sung by the Glamour Cat. Uh, My Way mm-hmm. by Frank Sinatra. Interesting. A really, really interesting one about the lunatics and such. Uh, Brain Damage by Pink Floyd. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> The lunatic is yeah, in the on the grass. The lunatic is yeah. on the grass. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like who um, picked these songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, I think that one really gets me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Nelson, I believe, always on my mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're always yeah. on my mind. Always on my mind. Yeah, yeah. So uh, fortunate son by John Fogerty, uh, which of course was such so outrageous that they actually went immediately. The next day or, mm-hmm. or so within that day and interviewed John Fogarty for a comment on there. Okay. And so, uh, you know, he had comments about the meaning of the song and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and war and such, the draft and stuff like now, that. Were these cleared with the artists or were some of them mad? That's that a great cleared? question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, John said, I don't know why he used my song for that convention. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is all just recent, by the way. This isn't okay. uh, this isn't a Republican National Convention or something like yeah. that. You know, this yeah. is this is just recent stuff that's happening in June of 2021. Uh, Billie Jean. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know where that comes from or why that's there. In the air tonight, you have to have Phil Collins. Yeah. You have to, yeah. you know, I was there. I saw what you did. Saw it with my own two eyes. You, mm-hmm. know? Uh, you gotta love Macho Man by the Village <laughs> People. Nice. I mean, why do you why do you even bring that in? Why do, why do you have that at a political convention, Macho Man? Half of these are bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then finally, uh, bringing it all together, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen was near the end. Which you know, I used to like that song especially around the wayne's world yeah, time yeah they, but yeah. it i think it's one of the most overplayed right like stairway to heaven i can mm-hmm. do without hearing that ever again yeah you know? yeah i i don't like overplayed songs it doesn't doesn't suit me well yeah but interesting bohemian rhapsody mm-hmm. so there it is that's the that's the list played at uh, our most recent president's uh convention in north carolina there's a set yeah. list if you were wondering there it is okay. comes nice. to us from the people at cnn okay we got your yeah. set list yeah <laughs> <laughs> got your playlist for your next party there it is so i got something that to go with this sort yeah. of it's and it's like what i like to call music and media yeah yeah okay and this is what i noticed over the last say two three weeks bob's burgers i don't know if you watch that yeah i do sometimes yeah mm-hmm. So the boy in Bob's Burgers, right? Right. They're walking down the street. There's a woman walking down the street with a bag of mac and cheese, right? <laughs> I, I know. Okay. Well, bag of mac and cheese. So sure. the kid sees her and he says, "I think Bob Dylan wrote a song about that." You know. So he mentions Bob Dylan. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Bag of mac and cheese. Yeah. So that that was uh, episode 21, season 11. Mm-hmm. We watched a show called 911. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard B 52's Private Idaho. Cool. Yeah, which is a cool song. Yeah. And then uh, there's a show we watched called Big Sky. There's a guy they're tracking down that um, he's a like a serial killer, mm-hmm. and they finally capture him. And he says, "Will you play a song?" He wants the sheriff to play a song, and he'll give up some information. Yeah. Yeah. He wants him to play Chances Are by Johnny Mathis. Okay. In Big Sky, also, uh, a man answers the phone, and the guy on the other end just says, what is the frequent frequency, Kenneth? Yeah, what is the frequency, Kenneth? Yeah. And then Heart Crazy on You is played in that. This is all the same episode. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, we watch a show called Good, Good Girls. Uh, Sheena Easton Strutt mm-hmm. was played. Yeah. And then... Commercials. We got LG appliances. Uh, so now you're switching over to advertising. Yeah, yeah, but that's also it's, media. Yeah, I know, yeah. but yeah, I know, but advertising. Yeah, no, this, this is, is advertising. Yeah, and and our listeners, you know, you guys, you guys know what this is like. You know, you you've yeah. got a song and you like it, and then they're using it for, um, you know, ED or some sort of a cholesterol drug, drug yeah. or something. Now yeah, it's coming up all the time. Now there's some songs I could care less about, mm-hmm. but the songs that I really like and then i hear them in a commercial mm-hmm. you know it doesn't bother me if someone else sings the song it's like when they play the original song because mm-hmm. then when you put the album on and you hear that song again you're gonna sometimes right, think right. of the commercial and it, it just takes away from the song itself but right right we will rock you by queen which mm-hmm. i could care less that's in the commercial for lg appliances harry's they sell razors mm-hmm. uh, up where we belong right <laughs> Now this goes back, this goes to movies, right? Mm-hmm. We just watched The Conjuring. There's a couple of those. The Devil Made Me Do It. Mm-hmm. Baby, hold on to me. Now this is a horror movie. Yeah, Eddie Money and Call Me Blondie. Jim, back to the commercials. Okay. Uh, the one I can't stand that I have to hit mute because the, it is so long. The commercial lasts for like a minute and a half or something. Mm-hmm. It's just a really long commercial, and it's for Ozantic. 
Okay. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you can say that. Okay. It's just a drug. Yeah. But we don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you get? <laughs> Take yeah. my pay. Yeah. So, uh, they they butcher a song from my childhood. It was on, on uh, oh, 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 it's magic. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. who would believe it's not so? But they do, oh, 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 Xantic. Yeah. And they go over and over again, mm-hmm. oh, 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 Xantic. And it just won't stop. It never stops. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. I have, to, I have to cut it off. It's really bad. That's why, like, the DVR... I mean, we we rarely watch a show when it's actually on, so we can skip yeah. the commercials. I've got another three years because you know I need to be about seven years okay. behind you in technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think with DVR, I've probably passed it already, but I'm thinking about three years because I always need to be behind you in technology. Yeah. You know, remember Jim? You got you got when videos were first recorded. Mm-hmm. You had beta, and then yeah. you had v- VHS. And, yeah, yeah, and I and I I did about fifteen years later. You know, so maybe sometime I'll get DVR. Yeah, you just uh, bought your first CD, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've had CDs for a couple uh, okay. years. Yeah. So yeah, now we're uh, we're gonna head on to uh, after this break. We're gonna head on to some more interesting new music and music news. Yes. So we're going to talk about some music we've been listening to Yeah, lately. Yeah, and if you've heard some of this stuff already, well, good for you. You're on to it already. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't, check out some things that we've just got turned on to. Yeah. Jim, you want to go first? Sure. I don't know if you know. Gary Newman. Yes, yes. He's 63. Mm-hmm. He has a new album out called Intruder. It's his 21st solo album. I... It's his 23rd album because his first two are a two-way army, yeah. which was his band. Yeah. That's going way back. I thought he would have more. I thought I kind of thought he put out an album a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was at one time. Yeah. But this album is, it's it's Gary Newman. It's a great sound. T- I say timeless voice. Mm-hmm. And his two daughters, Persia, 16, and Raven are on the album. I came across the video... And it's for the song, My Name is Ruin, with his daughter, Persia. And it's from 2018. Okay. So she was 13, and she's singing with him. Hmm. And it's great. Uh, industrial sound. Mm-hmm. And it's on the, uh, it's called the Old Gray Whistle Test, which is, wow. I guess, a concert series. Okay, yeah. Gary Newman, my, my first, uh, can I say album? Yeah, yeah. I guess it was vinyl. Uh when I got my new headphones, okay, you know the large kind that go over your ears, like we wear here yeah. in the studio, mm-hmm. and uh, it was amazing. And yeah. so Gary Newman was the first I was listening to with headphones. Yeah, and Wait. we have a friend, uh, Steve, mm-hmm. who that's his favorite artist. Everybody yeah. has a favorite artist, mm-hmm. but. Gary Newman. When I first saw Steve, I thought it was Gary. I said, wait, wait. Yeah. He he looks so young. Yeah. It it was Steve. Yeah. And Gary's hair looks amazing still. You think it's real? I I I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny when you look at the the album that In Cars, I think it's called. Yeah. Is on? Cars. Just Cars. Cars. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's called The Pleasure Principle. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And his, you can tell he's, he's, his hair is thin. And uh, he's not bald, yeah. but he has actually a lot more hair now. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> what do you got? Yeah, so I want to start off with just throwing out 
some names of some people who have new albums and not talk about sure. them, mm-hmm. and then get to one specific one there. Uh, new uh, new albums or recent albums mm-hmm. we have uh, the by the Wallflowers, yeah, Counting Crows, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, coming soon. Spoon, Arcade Fire. The Killers. Uh, mm-hmm. We can talk about The Killers sometime. I, I had an intern one time where I was yeah, working. Yeah, I like them. Yes, you just love, love The Killers. And what's special about them that no one talks about them, they don't get any airplay, they don't, you don't hear about The Killers, but people are like, oh yeah, I know them, yeah, they're, they're all, you know. They got a lot of video play. Okay. They've been around a while. So yeah. Probably going back 10 years or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you know about, uh, is Red Hot Chili Peppers bringing an album out soon? Do you know anything about that? Were you going to talk about them? I don't know. I don't okay, know. yeah. I just heard something that there's a new album going to okay. be coming out. Yeah, so that's cool. I did hear, and I'm very excited, that you 2 I know them. In, I in, know them. Is in the studio. Mm-hmm. It came out maybe a week or two ago. Yeah. I think we're still waiting for them to go back and get stripped down and, and kind of like with, uh, you know, one and... Uh, yeah, and uh, song played at your uh, at your wedding. Mm-hmm. I just slipped my well, mind. Originally, they were coming out with three albums that would all kind of tie together. We That's got right. songs of uh, experience, songs of innocence, mm-hmm. and uh, there was going to be a third one. You're Maybe right. this is the third one. Could be. But when a band claims we're going to put out, I'm pretty sure they said they were going to put them out every year, mm-hmm. and then they don't. Uh, it's like Cheap Trick made the claim that we're gonna put out an we're gonna put out an album a year, right? And it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you get a plan, and then it just doesn't always come through. You could, yeah, you could be inspired. You know, if as any artist, you get inspired and you do something different. Yeah, and like no, nah, that's that's kind of you know tw- very twenty eighteen. Let's let's put this out. It's you know? worse when you're famous and then you put out something like that because it's all over the place. Right, right. But if you were just a local band or playing mm-hmm. small clubs and you said yeah i'm gonna put out an album a year nobody they'd forget yeah yeah <laughs> i don't forget but let me <laughs> i don't forget <laughs> kingfish you ever hear of kingfish no, no so I this is so. this is a 22 year old uh, blues guitarist and vocalist okay his name is chris stone kingfish ingram mm-hmm. so Probably not his middle name. I'm going to go with a nickname here. But uh, Kingfish, he, he plays along with uh, Tom Hambridge, and he's from Clarksville, Mississippi. He won five categories in the Blues Music Awards in 2020. Okay, and I, I don't have them listed here, but mm-hmm. it's like five categories. So uh, this young man is really playing some great guitar. He appeared in Austin City Limits with Buddy Guy. Mm-hmm. and toured with Vampire Weekend, I believe, opening up for him, and did a duet with Bootsy Collins. Nice, nice. Yeah. His latest single, so what he, I think he doesn't have an album out right now. I believe it's a single. So he's got his latest single, and it's called 662. It's the numbers, 662. Mm-hmm. So look for it. Great, great guy from Clarksville, Mississippi. And then I've been listening to, he's an English jazz bass player. Wow. Uh, Dave Holland. He's been around a long time. He's 74. Mm-hmm. Now, get this. He's on 140 albums. <laughs> wow. That he's played on. He's got 24 albums of his own. And he did 12 albums with Miles Davis. Wow. That's nice. So this just came out. It's a great jazz album. You know, like I said, he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's great to hear new jazz that sounds old yeah what's what's his name again dave holland dave holland yeah it'd be great to say you know yeah me me miles davis we go way back we've got a dozen albums i played on 
I mean, I just can't imagine saying that. That's just, that's awesome. So Bob Mould, um, I don't know if you remember him. You know, he's not a household name, but back in the 80s, mm-hmm. we'd say, oh, yeah, Bob Mould. You know, yeah, he's cool. He's still doing it after 40 years. Uh, he's the guitarist, singer, and songwriter for Husker Du, mm-hmm. which yeah. I used before I was in the know, you know, Husker Du. Yeah. Yeah. Husker Du and Sugar. Sugar was the 90s. He had that song uh, in his solo career. See a little light, and that was 1989. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just listened to that again and said, "Oh yeah, yeah." So he's uh, he's touring. He's coming to Philly uh, September 9th. David Lee Roth. I heard of him. Has a new <laughs> has a new song, not a new album. Yeah, and it's not that great. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I should mention it, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's, it's called. Let us know, Jim. It's an odd song. It's called Giddy Up. But I, I have it written down here that I can't exactly put my finger on it, but it makes me want to hate music. Oh. I don't know. It's that, yeah. like, I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's that David Lee Roth kind of goofy kind of... Yeah, he has a certain attitude, doesn't he? Yeah. And then lately I've been listening to Pat Benatar. Of course, she mm-hmm. doesn't have anything out, but I, I really think she's got one of the greatest rock and roll voices yeah. ever. And also the... <laughs> The Grease soundtrack I was listening to the other day. Mm-hmm. So that, this is what I've been. I want to live forever, and I, I want to learn how to fly. That's not on Grease. Oh, okay. Must be something else. Yeah. So I got I got one more, <laughs> uh, but Mike, you can go. With yeah, yeah. Just got turned on to the music of Bridget DeMeyer so recently that I don't even know if I'm saying her name correctly. Mm-hmm. It's D E M E Y E R, like Oscar. With yeah. a D in front DeMeyer. of it. Yeah, DeMeyer. Uh, Bridget, without the D. So it's Bridget DeMeyer. So a uh, single, the single recently called Salt of the Earth. Uh, the most recent album is called Seeker. So mm-hmm. her album's called Seeker. Salt of the Earth also features Chris Wood and his brother Oliver Wood from the Wood Brothers. And someone else that I don't know, and that is Alfreda McCrary. But great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to it coming from out of state here to the studio to meet with you, Jim. And uh, it's, it, just, it just really sounds good. Now, that song is written by Bridget and Jano Ricks. Jano Ricks is the third member that makes up mm-hmm. the Wood Brothers. Okay. So we've got a Wood Brothers theme here just with that song. So is this, this just the song? So this is the song okay. called Salt of the Earth. But her album Seeker... It's listed as Americana, and this is something I want to talk about uh, on the next podcast. I want to talk mm-hmm. about musical styles because you know we've got we've got the Wood Brothers classified as country, mm-hmm. okay. And when I hear them, and I saw them live, it's very much Americana. It's just it's it's mm-hmm. just Americana. It's like singer songwriter. You know, it's 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 not country, and they're labeled yeah. country. They're labeled country. You know, mm-hmm. and so here. Bridget DeMeyer, listed as Americana, really has a, a country feel. I see her as Bonnie Raitt meets Edie Brickell. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So mm-hmm. it's that Bonnie Raitt, uh, you got your you got your little bit of slide guitar in there. You got some good solid guitar, mm-hmm. some keyboard. So it sounds like maybe uh, a couple of the songs sounds like 
kind of delta blues you know you have this mm-hmm. blues feel with your with that nice you know you get those spaces there's empty spaces where you can hear the bass you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know and then the keyboards are playing mm-hmm. so it's 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 got a little little country and a little uh, little blues feel so mm-hmm. i think uh you know i know you have a penchant for penchant for the female singers uh jim yeah. so uh check, check out bridget demeyer and the recent the 2021 album is called seeker I just mentioned that Oliver Wood sang on Bridget DeMeyer's recent single. Uh, he also uh, has something new out, and it's called Always Smiling, and that is his debut solo album, and it's released July 9. Look for that. Uh, that is listed as country, but like I said, I really feel it has uh, its Americana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're splitting hairs, but... Uh, you know, for it to be country, he's a little too, a little too odd, a little too quirky, weirdy for country. Okay. I mean, you can't call that country, you know. So, uh, yeah. So look for Oliver Wood's uh, first solo uh, from the Wood Brothers, and it's called Always Smiling. So uh, this album surprised me because I, I listened to it and I, I, I listened to it more and more. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. And you know how I like uh, the pop, like the Halsey's. <laughs> and I, I like did we mention did we mention that Halsey's from this town where the studio is yeah Halsey's from Washington New Jersey okay uh, she spent time here yeah right, yeah, gra- yeah wasn't born well, she here she actually went to high school and graduated yeah. from the same Warren high Hills school or something, my yeah. son uh, goes to yeah, actually so, he's graduating in a couple of days so this so. is for all you Halsey fans out there I know you're out there this is yeah. this is where this is where Jim well and the only similarity studios. is it's, it's very it's pop it's popular yeah. music Mm-hmm. But it seems to be the most popular album right now. And what is and that? And I'm just You're amazed. Just... <laughs> this girl, she recorded this album when she was 17. She's 18 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on a Disney show called Biz Aardvark. And I only know that because <laughs> my son watched that show. That, and, that is the strangest And believe it or not, it's Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, she... Oh, I've heard that name before. She was born in a... Temecula, if I'm saying it, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Filipino and American. But what amazes me is that she was on SNL on May 15th, mm-hmm. right? Her album wasn't released till May 21st. This is her first album. How do you get on SNL? Before your first be- album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know she probably put out a couple songs. And originally she was going to put out an EP, but then had more in her to write more and put out a full album. I think that's why I heard her name. I saw the ad for SNL and saw her name there. I just heard the name before. Well, sometimes I don't watch the musical act. Especially Especially when you don't know it's a certain type of music uh, that I don't like. Mm -hmm. But I did watch her. Mm -hmm. She has a really great voice. Yeah. And of course, she wrote this when she was 17. So it's a lot of... uh, It's stuff that, you know, a person of my age wouldn't relate to, but... I don't know. There's something about this album. Yeah. And originally I was going to, I'm going through each song and I was actually going to kind of make fun of each song. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, you're so mean. I'm going to, so I'm going to tell you like with like one sentence, each song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the, album review with and you one can sentence. Listen, yeah. And you can listen to it and I'm sure you'll fall in love with the album, mm-hmm. even though it's, you know, geared more towards uh, teen problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Brutal. It's tough to be 17. Oh, it is. She can't even parallel park. Okay. <laughs> so, 
It's uh, what my 80-year-old mother yeah. said today. She said it to me this morning, I okay. swear. Yeah. yeah. I can't do this. I can't parallel park. My, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So most of these songs are about breaking up with a guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it's the same guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Traitor. Uh, it only took two weeks for her ex, her ex to find a new girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very sad. Yeah, it's a decent amount of time. Yeah, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, driver's license. Her ex said forever, and now she drives past his house wondering if he's with that blonde girl. Mm-hmm. There is there is a girl that it's supposed to be about, and she, I think, is another Disney star. Her boyfriend actually, in real life, mm-hmm. broke up with her and started going out with this girl. Probably just to produce more songwriting material, because, you know, yeah. it's... um. What, what's, it, what's it say about blues here behind me, Jim? Where is it? What? Oh, there ain't anyone that don't have some kind of blues. That's right, y'all. That's right, y'all. Buddy Guy said that. Okay. So then we have one step forward, three steps back. She's the love of her boyfriend's life until she makes him mad. And this was actually co-written by Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. So Taylor Swift, we know, um, writes songs about Mm -hmm. her exes all the time. Yeah. Deja Vu, her ex... See, X is doing the same things with his new girlfriend. What's great is that she actually mentions Billy Joel. Yeah. Is he playing the piano? Does he know that she was the one who taught him Billy Joel? Uh-huh. Right? Okay, good for you. Her boyfriend, just, <laughs> her boyfriend just bought a new car and his career is really taking off. And it's like they never even happened. What the fuck up? What, <laughs> what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> yeah. So her using the F word too. Um, yeah. There's a lot of comments on, you know, because she's 18, but. Oh, you know. now she can swear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Now, these are lyrics. And I remember when you hear a song, you know, back in the day mm-hmm. and you, you thought you heard something else, unless you had the lyrics in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I thought she was saying, good for you. I hope you're happy in hell, <laughs> which would be great. Right. 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 But she's saying, good for you. I hope you're happy and healthy. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. No way. Yeah. So I, I, I hope you're happy and healthy. I'm still going to think good for saying. you. I hope you're happy and healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have the same punch. Yeah. <laughs> so now, uh, the next song, Enough For You. She knew how her ex took his coffee and his favorite songs by heart. Then he found someone more exciting. Mm. So I'm thinking this is an older man, because I don't know many 17, 18-year-olds that drink coffee. So, you well, know, this could be an older yeah, guy. Yeah, it could be. Um, and then yeah. Happier, she broke up. See, these are all the same theme. Yeah. They all sound different. They are the same song. Yeah. She broke up with her boyfriend a month ago. Now she hopes he's happy, but not happier with his new girl. Wow. Yeah. I I just hope he's yeah. happy and healthy. Yeah. You know, that's what I wish not for him. Not <laughs> So then jealousy, jealousy. Now this one's a little bit different because she's jealous of other girls with paper white teeth. Oh yeah, and she judge was, people. Don't judge a person by yeah, their teeth. Yeah, it's not a figure of speech. Yeah, and she was so mad she threw the phone across the room. Oh. Okay, favorite crime when the sirens sound. She wonders if he's around, but she'll do it all over again. Or maybe they were committing crimes. I don't uh, know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then hope you're okay. And this is a little different because it's about some troubled friends from school she hasn't seen in a while, and she's wondering if they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. 
my favorite song is good for you it's it's actually a great rocking song mm-hmm. the guy that plays guitar in her band he produced the album and he's produced other bands and then we have um charlie gunn and i don't know what this is of the 45 uh, i don't know if it's a website 45. magazine yeah. yeah i don't know he said it's the greatest coming of age album since early tiff <laughs> <laughs> tiffany are you gonna say tiffany are you gonna say tiffany no no okay so he called it the greatest coming of age album since early Taylor Swift or Lord. I don't know if you know or, Lord. T- or Tiffany. Yeah. I remember her. Yeah. And then Robin Murray of Clash, not the band, <sighs> said that Rodrigo is regarded as one of Gen Z's finest artists. Mm-hmm. Now this album's called. By the way, it's called Sour. Uh, I can see that. I can definitely see it going south. But it's amazing what this album is doing. And I I really think she has a a great potential Mm -hmm. to, to, like, I'd like to see what she does as she gets older. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It broke the all-time UK record for the most weekly streams for a debut album. Wow. Uh, The album received 45.7 million streams in in its opening week. Wow. And it was also the most pre-added album, which means uh, when an album's uh, release date comes out, you can pre- pre-add it to um, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. She dethroned Billie Eilish. Ooh. Billie Eilish's album. Yeah. The Blonde. The Blonde Billie Eilish. Yeah. Yeah. Check so, out Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. I know sour. it might not be your cup of music. Um, but or tea or beer or but I'm wine. telling you I went in I only knew a couple of songs from SNL I'm like I'll check it out and you know there's some good rocking songs on there I'm, I'm like the, the band is she's got a band so that's pretty good yeah like when she performed on SNL she had a full band mm-hmm. and they were they weren't she wasn't lip syncing I truly believe they they were playing the instruments. They weren't like just not plugged in, yeah. just playing to a backing track. So yeah. nobody would ever lip sync like and make it big ever, right? Like that couldn't happen. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think there was a band. There was one. Yeah. You know what? We should we should do a podcast about a duo who lip syncs and gets and fools fools the world for years. Yeah, and it has to give back their Grammy. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, There is an answer to that, and you go to podcast one and two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Top 10. We're ready for the top 10. This is the top 10 of 1983. Okay, now we're going to do the top 10, and this is the week ending June 25th, 1983. Uh, The reason 1983 is because of the podcast we put out a couple weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is another great interview with Mick Conroy from the 80s new wave band Modern English. Right. Now, they aren't on this list, unfortunately, but we picked 83 because that's when their song I Melt With You came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to start off the top 10. Yeah. Jim's doing 10 through 6, and I'm hitting 5 through number 1. Now, number 10, we have the song Too Shy. By Kajagugu. 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 Mm-hmm. I never really liked this song. Yeah. It's got a droning keyboard. There's drums with some funky guitar. I really didn't like the song when it came out. Lyrics don't make sense. And I yeah. I, it, I have written down here, it sounds like a rejected culture club song. Yeah. What does Too Shy to Shy mean? I mean, you know. What does moving in circles won't you dilate? 
Mm, baby, try. I mean, we just throw in words in <laughs> Little here. Little OB stuff. You know, Duran Duran used to do that with their songs. They'd yeah. throw in just... Yeah, yeah. Like they had a uh, word generator and they made a song. Yeah. Um, now, believe it or not, this song was written by Kaja Gugu. Mm-hmm. And produced by Duran Duran keyboardist Nick Rhodes. Okay, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Also, Colin Thurston, who later uh, produced Duran Duran's first two albums. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's ranked at number 27 mm-hmm. on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. Unbelievable. And number nine on VH1's 100 Greatest One Hit Wonders of the 80s. Kajugugu. Yeah. So next we have number nine, which is Affair of the Heart by Rick Springfield. Rick. Now, I, I like Rick Springfield. Mm-hmm. I know why. Jesse's Girl, I still, yeah. I don't know. I still yeah. love that song. Yeah. Now, I don't know this song too much. For those, for the young, younger crowd, Rick came from... General Hospital. Soap opera, acting Yeah, I think to, it was General Hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, this has a uh, soaring guitars and a beat, like a great 80s movie soundtrack, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, now the chorus reminds me of Olivia Newton-John Let's Get Physical for some reason and I don't really remember this song Um, now this song was nominated for a Grammy Award unbelievable yeah for best male rock vocal performance in 1984 but it lost out to Beat It by Michael Jackson (laughs) Beat It get off my lawn so now we have number 8 Never Gonna Let You Go by Sergio Mendez. Now, this is not to be confused with Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah, Never Gonna Rick Give You Lassie. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very close. Yeah. Now, I really think someone didn't tell him that this was the 80s, because it sounds to me like a 70s yeah. ballad. Now, the, the songwriter, Cynthia Well, and her husband, Barry Mann, they've written other songs, like Paul Revere, Kicks, mm-hmm. The Monkey, Shades of Grey, Here You Come Again, Dolly Parton. Wow. Uh, these are the same writers. And yeah. the big one, You've Lost That Love and Fill and by the Righteous Brothers. These mm-hmm. are the same people that wrote this song. Mm-hmm. And which, then, is, which is why it got all the way up there to uh, number yeah. eight that week. Mm-hmm. Now, number seven is Don't Let It End by Styx. Now, I still love Styx. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of Styx albums yeah. um, back in the 70s, 80s. Uh, we got Dennis DeYoung on vocals. He seems to sing the ballads mm-hmm. for Sticks. Now, the first minute is just keyboards. And then it has a build-up with drums, guitar. Yeah. And it's a, it's a sappy love song, but it really it's not as good as Babe. Yeah. If you remember Babe. Yeah. Babe, I'm leaving. Yeah, that was that was yeah. tops there, Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a little earlier. A few, a few years earlier was Babe. Now, number six, we have Family Man. By Daryl Hall and John Oates. Mm-hmm. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. What are you hauling there, farmer? Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. So I always like this song. Now, it is about a married man. Mm-hmm. He's tempted by a beautiful woman mm-hmm. um, who wants to sleep with him. And is it possibly a prostitute? Who knows? Know. He says, leave me alone. I'm a family man. She must be following him around. Yeah. You know, he's just he's trying to you know get home uh find his car and parking lot who knows Mm -hmm. but she's following around could be the secretary at work you know you never know now this is actually a cover song which i didn't know i always thought hollow notes wrote all their songs and it's an original the original has a female vocalist and she's a scottish singer by the name of maggie riley 
And there's some odd sounds in this song. I played it for Mike tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a sound like dripping water, which if you were in a studio or the the recording studio and like you, yeah, there you go. I think you would take, you know, you listen back to it and you're like, okay, that has to go, but they left it in. Now, the other thing, this was written by Mike Oldfield and he had great success with this album, Tubular Bells, where he played over 20 instruments on that album. Yeah, if you haven't heard yeah. Tubular Bells, just side note, you've got you've to research that yeah. and hear Tubular Bells. You've got you to know about that. If you don't know the American song culture. by the... And if you don't know the song by the name, it was the opening used in The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. It's, if you know The Exorcist and you know that music, that is this, it's the same person that wrote Family Man. <laughs> now I noticed there's some altered lyrics in the original it just repeats the same chorus and at the end you know he said leave me alone I'm a family man but Hall and Oates uh, they add leave me alone I'm a family man and I don't think I want it tonight uh, and he said don't don't leave me alone because I got gotta go home which really doesn't make sense yeah. but it's implied that maybe he did go he just put two more letters in there he just made the word don't you know, yeah. like, like, leave me alone and don't leave me alone. Uh, number five on the top ten, the top pop ten, 1983, Let's Dance by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is the coolest, this is the best song on this whole list. You ever, uh, you ever been working outside, out of your league? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, uh, I was double dating one time back in 1983 and... Yeah, I was out of my league. I mean, yeah, and so she was way out of my league. But we uh, we went down to Scarlett O'Hara's down there in downtown uh, Bethlehem. I just drove by it today, Broad Market. Yeah, so it was a little awkward. But then David Bowie, Let's Dance came on. Okay. And that got her off the chair, and we were dancing. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a good time. Yeah. And uh, ended out at The Rock. Anybody local knows The Rock, and that's all I got to say. But uh, yeah, yeah, great tune. It's so powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. the song is, it's uh, what I call fully produced. Yeah. Boom. But just full and rich. Do you know who it's produced by? No. Niall Rogers. Oh, Okay. Wow. Yeah. And he was in Chic. The Freak Says Chic. Yeah, The Freak. Like the Chic. So do you also know that at the end, the, at the end of the song, there's a guitar solo? Yeah. And it's... Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now, no also, wonder I like it so much. Also, this song, according to Niall Rogers, this song started out as a folk song. I, I, I don't <laughs> understand. It would uh, be a little different beat. Uh, it's yeah. Let's dance. Uh, let's that's a square dance. Yeah, maybe they just ch- changed that a little bit. Well, Bowie had a demo and mm-hmm. uh, Niall's went over I guess to his house and he played it for him and it was a totally different song I'd, I'd like to hear that yeah song, that, that would version. be cool yeah I'm gonna look that up later so uh you also have a special uh I thought you had a special story uh, about Bowie yeah didn't, I didn't, didn't know if you wanted to share well, this that. is one of my favorite if not the favorite Bowie album uh I was in the hospital so I was going to be there for a couple of days my parents asked me if I wanted anything and I had for some reason, I had my cassette player with me, mm-hmm. and uh, I asked for, this had just come out, 
and I asked for uh, David Bowie, Let's Dance. Yeah. And, and I, your parents obliged. Your parents were that good to you. Yeah, and they... Wow. They only set foot in, like, a record store for me, like, Christmas... One Christmas, I got Bruce Springsteen, The River. You know, double vinyl. Yeah, so they'd have to go up to the counter. And yeah, I'm so, sure so embarrassing, like Echo yeah. and the Bunnymen or something, yeah. They probably asked for David uh, Bowie. Bowie? Yeah. yeah. Need some other David Jones? Yeah, so that that's... that's so. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. <laughs> So I think we had a different weekend. That that. We, so uh, number four, moving on. Number four. Every breath you take. We have the Police uh, lead singer Sting, of course. This is uh, the most overplayed. Yes. Police song, uh, overplayed Sting song. This song uh, reminds me of another girlfriend. She pretty much the last thing she said is, uh, "Yeah, every breath you take, I'll be watching you." After you broke up, and that, that's all I remember. But. Uh, you know, this is if you're gonna if you're gonna evaluate the police or you're gonna evaluate Sting, uh, this is not the song to uh, to yeah. go by. Jim, what do you think of this song? What's what? well? It's funny you should say it was overplayed. It is continues because, to be because in May 2019. Yeah. Now we're only talking uh, two years ago. Two years ago, mm-hmm. it was recognized by BMI as being the most played song in radio history. Wow. It had nearly 15 million radio plays. I'm going to write that down. 15 million. Yeah, and Sting received an award to mark it being the most performed song in BMI's catalog. We, we have both been following Sting in his career, and when he accepted that, he was trying not to roll his eyes. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then because he's done such such great music since uh, Every Breath. Now, can you guess the song that it overthrew as being most played? It's not Stairway to Heaven, do you think? Oh, wow. Can I guess the song? I think I just mentioned the song. The song that was heavily played. No, I can't guess. You've lost that love and feel. Oh, okay, yep. yeah. yeah. So I had more time, a little more time to, to fill in there. Yeah, yeah. Number three, I seem to have, you know, like <laughs> some sort of personal story. We've got a friend, mutual friend, Keith. So a uh, shout out to Keith if you're listening there in PA. Uh, Electric Avenue, he loved this song. He would he would uh, dance the robot before the robot was invented, you know. Yeah, that's because he just that's because he danced like a robot. But he would dance to Electric Avenue and stuff. And I have I, I have visions of uh, of Keith. I don't remember um, him dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Grant. And this is by Eddie Grant, number three. Full synthesizers, full reverb on uh, on the the deep voice. Uh, just talking. I don't really know uh, even what the song's about. Uh, it's it's great, uh, great party music. Well, great I'm glad you music. asked me. Yeah. So, Jim, would you have any idea what this song is about? Yeah. At the beginning of the '80s, tensions over unemployment, racism, poverty, mm-hmm. exacerbated by racist policing, mm-hmm. culminated in the street events now known as the 1981 Brixton Riot. Yeah. It sounds like. Uh, it sounds like 18 years later. Yeah. Yeah. So Eddie Grant left the UK shortly after the riots mm-hmm. to live in Barbados. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. His most recent batch of songs that he had been writing had been lost in baggage transit. Wow. And Electric Avenue was one of the songs he wrote immediately afterwards to make up for his lost material. Wow. So Did he had this that. idea in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. that made up for it because that yeah. was a that was a big. Big hit. Yeah, yeah. Coming in at number two is, you ready for it? Yeah. Time. Because <laughs> time won't give me time. I don't think time. that's how it was sang. Yeah. Anyway, a little twang, a little twang the time. This is Boy George with the Culture Club. 
singing time. Time won't let me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that was the one. <laughs> this is time will give me time. Time yeah. knows that lovers heal and time, time, time. So, uh, yeah, if you love Boy George, you know, you, you heard this song and then you went on to others. Yeah. Jim, what do you know about this song? <laughs> not, not so much the song, but the video. There's yes. two versions of the video. Oh, I remember one. In one version, there's a Christmas tree is shown. Uh-huh. And in the other, the tree is removed. This was because of the release of the song in certain markets. European countries in the regular version. Yeah. Uh, the song was released in the spring of 1983. Mm-hmm. So they had to remove the Christmas tree. Wow. Time sensitive. MTV. Yeah. Uh, videos in rotation it wouldn't, all the time. Do you know, you said time like five times in that sentence. Yeah, I just time. said it one more time, which yeah. makes it seven. But our, our friend Keith, he... It wouldn't make any difference. He kept his Christmas tree up there on 17th Street. Uh-huh. He wanted to see how long he could go. He went somewhere into March or April. I'm sure some people. Yeah, it was a fire hazard because it's a real tree, of course, <laughs> with the real, <laughs> with the real lead, with the real lead uh, tinsel on and it. Probably a big cockroach. <laughs> Let me tell you about a roach. Another one that uh, you know would get the girls out on the dance floor. You mm-hmm. know, time, and uh, you know it's it's fascinating. Uh, Boy George, you know, years ahead of his time. Ah, I didn't mean to say <laughs> I did not intend to say the word time again. Years ahead of, you know, where the culture was at. And um <laughs> like culture club. There you go. Said it again. Culture. Okay, I'm gonna have to move on. Number one. Number one for yes. the for the pop charts. Number one, are you ready for it? From nineteen eighty three. Can you guess? Can you guess? Listen. It was June 25th, the week ending. Yes. And it answers the question that I posed an hour and a half ago. Who is Irene Cara? Who is she? Who is she? Where is she now? Okay, the top number one song is Flashdance. Oh, what a feeling. Flashdance, what a feeling. This uh, this is synonymous with, uh, you know, with the, the body suits and the, and the leggings and uh, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, Flashdance. I guess, you know, one more to get the women up on the dance floor. What do you know about this song, Jim? Uh, it's our only number one song. Mm-hmm. And it was co-written by Giorgio Moroder, who is known as the father of disco. He is credited with pioneering Euro disco and electronic dance music. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it, disco and bringing it all together. But Jim, I have one final question. Sure. Is this the stuff you were listening to in 1983? Is this the stuff that you no. you were listening to? Okay, so this is a top well, except, ten. Except Bowie. Okay, but this is a top ten of pop. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we're getting older here, but we weren't listening to pop. Mm-hmm. So I have before me a real top ten. This is a top ten of 1983 that, okay. the, that the cool people were listening to. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is from SlicingUpEyeballs.com. Yes, I've heard of that. Okay. And they're keeping college radio alive. Mm-hmm. That's their slogan. It might even be keeping college radio of the 80s alive. I've got a selection, and I'm pulling from 40. Good number. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling from 40 to pull top 10 of what Jim and Mike were listening to. Okay. Okay. So, listeners, don't think that we were actually listening and we we're actually endorsing what we were just, you know, just reviewing here. All right, so here it goes. 
New Order, Blue Monday. Depeche Mode, Everything Counts. What's your favorite Depeche Mode song? Got another one other than Everything Counts? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm catching you off guard. Probably um, People Are People. I, I know, I love that song. Yeah. If you haven't checked out, if you just know Depeche Mode a little bit, you've got you've to check out People Are People. It's it sums up the meaning of life. I think that's on their uh, one of their earlier ones. I, I want to say it's on Black Celebration. Mm. Uh, I think that's I don't one of their albums. I don't remember. It might have been a one before that. So the Cure, mm-hmm. Love Cats, <laughs> uh, Let's Go to Bed was very popular, but it was it came out a year before that. Yeah, Let's Go to Bed, uh, Talking Heads, Burning Down the House, Violet Femmes. Blister mm-hmm. in the Sun. Yes. Yes. We our, love the family. Yes. Our mutual friend would be our DJ, and he'd play the tunes, and he introduced us all to the Femmes. Public Image Limited with Johnny Lydon. This is not a love song. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got, Jim, you've got some connections to John Lydon. Maybe we'll bring it up some other yeah, time. Yeah. 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 You're, it's like family. It's familiar. It's familiar. Yeah. Familiar. As, say yes, familiar. So the Smiths. Oh, I just, I love the Smiths. Mm-hmm. Uh, hand in Glove. Do you know the lyric? Do you know the lyric that comes out after "hand and glove"? You know what he says? No. The sun shines out of our behinds. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hand and glove. The sun shines out of our. So anyway, um, fascinating. Oh look, there's the police. Every breath you take. Mm-hmm. But that, I'm not gonna. That's number. Two, yeah, that's too. That's too far down. Aztec camera, mm-hmm. oblivious. A, a a song that is on one of my recent. Well, I haven't heard that list. name in a while. Yeah. So Oblivious was their hit, and it's it's so fresh, still fresh. Suicidal Tendencies, Institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our mutual friend Keith, mm-hmm. if you're listening, shout out to Keith. He's got the song memorized. Yeah. We'll have to get him on here. Yeah. We'll have to sing it. Yeah. First. And all I have to say with that, before I do my last one, mm-hmm. is uh, I'll probably get hit by a car anyway. <laughs> Thinking of you, Jim... Uh, last one I'm going to mention is Susie and the Banshees. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have Dear Prudence here. And I know that song. It was a cover. It's the Beatles. Yeah, Beatles. But there was so much. There was a lot by Susie and the Banshees. Mm-hmm. And um, you know someone. The passenger. You, some, you know someone that changed the spelling of her name for a little while. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, Susie. Yeah, so I can't even. I, I, I just remember a lot of different uh, songs. Really some, some cool. Peekaboo. Yes, Peekaboo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was interesting. Yeah. So so I just wanted to present that, Jim. I wanted to present more of a top 1083, you know, that we were listening to. And we could go on. We could have 100 there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stuff. Uh, uh, New Wave, Alternative, before Alternative had mm-hmm. a name. Just the, beginning to use the word Alternative, I think, around that time. So um, also, we have a, a page on Buy Me a Coffee. Yeah. And uh, if anyone wants to contribute to the podcast, uh, cans empty. It's at www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Jim and Mike talk. You can throw us, you know, five bucks, ten bucks. I think five is the minimum. You so know, buy us a coffee, a seltzer, beer, whatever. Another water. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you like the show and uh, you want to, you know, contribute in that way. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Remember, turn off the TV. And turn up the music. Yeah. Intro and exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher.
Jim and Mike Talk Music is recorded at, did you say, Seven Studios in Washington, New Jersey. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This song, Basic Rock by Scott Holmes Music, was used royalty-free.